Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm Carrick Butler. I lead Faith Christian Center right here in Austell, Georgia. Thank you for tuning in today. I believe today's message is going to equip you and empower you to make Jesus famous in your everyday life. As you listen, something good is going to happen to you. So listen up to the message, apply it, and I'll talk to you after today's message. Open your Bibles with me to Ephesians chapter 1. Greetings to everybody watching online. If you're watching online, if you're watching via Facebook Live, go ahead and share. If you're watching via Periscope or Twitter, retweet. But if you're on Facebook Live, hey, start a watch party. I encourage people to watch with you. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. Tonight's message is called, Keep Your Seat. Keep your seat. And so if you've been with us the last couple weeks, two weeks ago I did a message called Watchers. And last week I did a message called Partners. So keep some of the things we taught in those messages in your mind as we begin today. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. And ushers, if you can bring me just one chair instead of here, come and use it in a moment. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. Paul says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Then he begins what I refer to the Ephesians 1 prayer, something I pray for you guys all the time, and I encourage you to pray for yourself at least one time a day. We even have a book out there in the lobby called Prayers That Will Change Your Life, and the first chapter is about this prayer. But I want you to see some of the revelation Paul points out in this prayer. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding are being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. So how many of you believe that Jesus is set at the right hand of the Father? In heavenly places. Anybody, everybody believes that? Far above all principality. That word principality means rule. Magistry is the office or authority of a magistrate. Here it's not just referring to political and human powers. It's also referring to demonic principalities and powers. And power. That word power means delegated authority. So not just natural delegated authority, but even demonic delegated authority. And might. That word might is strength. It's supernatural ability and ability and dominion. Of course, the word dominion means one who possesses dominion, but also one who possesses lordship or power. Then it keeps going after might and dominion. And name, that is name. That word name means authority, rank, or command. So any authority, any name, any command, any rank, now or in the world to come. He took all of that, and Jesus is seated above that. And then look at verse 22. He has put all things. How many things? Under his feet. Everything, every rank, every authority, every command, every power, every magistrate, every rule, every lordship that is natural or spiritual, from the lowest demon to the highest one, all of it has been put onto the feet of Jesus. Anybody agree with that? And gave him to be the head over all things to the who? Which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. How many of you know your feet are part of your body? Is that a great revelation? How many know that your feet are part of your body? Jesus is the head of the body. The rest of the body is us. 
believers all around the world. So if you put everything under the feet of Jesus, he put everything under our feet. Chapter 2, verse 1. And you has he quickened or made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein the time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. One of the names for Satan, the prince of the power of the air. See, one of the things you have to understand about Satan, he's not in hell. Satan is not in hell. A lot of people think, oh, Satan is in hell. No, he's not. He walks the earth. See, you have to understand, there's three heavens. There's heaven where God resides. There's the interstellar heavens where you have the planets and the space, and the first heaven, which is the atmosphere above where we live. When you talk about the first heaven and second heaven, you're talking about in the invisible realm, there are spiritual warfare. Those are where angels and demons battle. And prince of the power of the air, he rules that demonic invisible kingdom. When you study it out more and more, you'll see there are even certain thrones and places over cities. You read the book of Revelation, it says the throne of Satan was over a specific city. As you study more, those thrones can move. You can trace it to the Old Testament. What city was it over in certain times of the Old Testament? You can trace to where it was in the time of Jesus. And then you can even trace to where it's going to be before Jesus comes back. It's another study. But those thrones represent authority. Satan is not in hell. He and his demonic powers and his rank and file, we'll get to that in a moment, are operating behind the scenes to affect life on this earth. The spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom we also had our conversation, our lifestyle in the time past and the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who was rich in mercy, thank God, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together, made us alive with Christ. So when God raised Jesus from the dead, he raised you too. It wasn't just Jesus who got up out that grave. When Jesus got up, you got up. When Jesus walked out that tomb, you walked out that tomb. When God raised Jesus up, he raised you up too. By grace are you saved. It's the gift of God, as it says later, not of works. But verse 6, and has raised us up together. If we stop there, that's good. Woo, we're raised with Christ. But after he raised us, he made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Everything is under our feet, and then he raised us up and told us, sit down. See, your seat is a place of authority, and you are seated at the right hand of God. The right hand is a position of favor, authority, and influence. You are seated right now at the right hand of God. Not one day, not when you get to heaven, not in the sweet by and by. Right now, you are seated at the right hand of God. That represents your authority. This is the position where you rule from, and this is the place where you reign from, the right hand of God. But what Satan and his demons try to do is to get you to leave your seat. That's why the message today is called, Keep Your Seat. 
Because they'll do anything to get you into the flesh, to get you into the natural, to handle things by the natural. But you need to keep your seat. Say, keep your seat. Not your. your. Keep your seat. Let's keep going. 1 Peter 3.22 says, Jesus Christ who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. Demons have been made subject unto you. Even before Jesus died and raised from the dead, when he just delegated authority to his 70 followers. So this is before redemption had been done yet. He just gave his authority to people who haven't even been washed in the blood yet. They came back rejoicing and says, Jesus, even the demons listen to us when we say your name. They were excited about it. And Jesus said, don't rejoice that those devils listen to you. He says, I was in heaven. I saw Satan fall like lightning. He fought back. God went smack, and there he went. He said, rejoice. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. How much more do demons have to listen to you? Washed in the blood. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost resting on top. And you're seated with him. Go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Keep your seat. Do not let the enemy, especially these low-level devils. Most people aren't fighting rulers of darkness or high-level principalities. There are these, if you could see them, you're like, you are the one who tripped me up today? These little low-level devils, these little low-level imps making you get in the flesh. They do something and you react fleshly and you leave your seat and try to handle stuff as a natural person. Keep your seat. Ephesians 6 verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the strategies of the devil. And we've talked about the wiles and the strategy of the devil. Affliction, persecution, cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, and lust of other things. For we wrestle not. That phrase wrestle not doesn't mean we don't wrestle at all, but we wrestle, but our wrestling is not against flesh and blood. So we wrestle all right, but our enemy is not people. We're not wrestling against people. But let me give you the definition for wrestle. I found this really interesting when I looked it up just a few moments ago in the Greek. It means a contest between two in which each endeavors to thrill the other and which is decided when the victor is able to hold his opponent down with his hand upon his neck. So the wrestling match is not over till one opponent is on the ground with the hand over that person's neck. We don't wrestle against people. But Paul's saying we're wrestling against, he's enlisted demonic powers, and the wrestling is not over until somebody has their hand on the other's neck. Lester Summerall said it this way, you're either going to dominate or be dominated. So you need to pick one. You're either going to dominate or be dominated. This is the fight of faith. It's not the fight of whiners. It's not the fight of complainers. You have to fight the good fight of faith. You have to make a decision. I'm going to dominate, not be dominated. You have to make a decision. I'm going to win. So I don't know if you guys have been dealing with anything lately. I've dealt with some things recently, and I walked in the office, everyone's like, how are you doing today? I'm doing great because I decided to win. 
I don't care what's happened this week. I have decided to win. I don't care about the extra bills that are showing up. I have decided to win. I don't care about everything the enemy did. I have made a decision. I am going to win. You are either going to dominate or be dominated. That you may be able to stand against the strategy of the devil, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness of high places. Paul breaks down the different rank and file of Satan's demonic kingdom, how they are organized. Satan's army is organized. There is a strategy. There are rulers that give authorities, that give authority to lower-level devils. There are specific spirits. You see them even named in the Bible, spirits of infirmity. So there are different demon spirits that they specialize in bringing certain sicknesses. They are organized. They have a strategy. They have a plan. And it says against. Look how many times it says against in this one verse against flesh and blood, against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Five times. You could have just said against and list everything. But Paul is driving home a point because this word against implies face to face. He is saying these demons are in your face. How many of you like people getting in your face? Some of you, you know, you guys have a lot of personal space you need. That even someone who is so nice and loving, they get kind of close. You're like, yo, back up. <laughs> Bro, come on. It's a little bit too close. You know, I don't know if you brush your teeth this morning. Hey, yo, why are you so close? But how much more if someone tried to antagonize you, get in your face? See, I saw the look of some of the people from Detroit. They said, oh, no, we don't play that. And I saw Dion and Kurt look at me like, no, no, we don't do that. You see his shirts is Detroit versus everybody. No, Kurt, don't play that. How much more if demonic powers are in your face? But because most people think demonic powers are Satan in this little red outfit with a tail with a pitchfork, you look on the lookout for him. And you don't realize the strategy he's already working behind the scenes. That you think everything is natural. You think everything is normal. Now, I'm not trying to make you spooky or demon conscious. He says, Pastor, do you believe a demon's behind every rock? No, maybe more like every other rock. <laughs> Everything that happens in your life is not the devil. Something is you. Well, the devil made me late. Well, no, you just didn't wake up on time. You know? <laughs> it wasn't him. There are some things that are not him. But there are some things that are. And when it comes to knowing what it is, you have to use your authority. You have to keep your seat and understand this is spiritual warfare. And when we talk about living in the end times, you look at the passage in the book of Revelation where it talks about the dragon, Satan, being thrown down. And he goes because he knows his time is short. If you are backing a wild animal to the corner that they knew was running out of time, wouldn't that wild animal lash out and do whatever it could do to survive? You have to understand Satan is trying to survive. 
He knows his time is short. Jesus is coming soon. We have work to do. So you can't let Satan punk you out of your seat. You must use your authority if you're going to succeed in these end times. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. like one book by A.A. McMillan, he talks about the thrones and the powers and the principalities, the thrones, demon powers sit in. He calls them rebel holders of authority. Rebels. In other words, they're squatters. Whatever authority Satan has in the air, they're squatters. And they only can rule there because the body of Christ has not told them they can't. So where they're ruling does not belong to them. Where they're operating doesn't belong to them. Where they're doing what they do does not belong to them. And if the church stands up and says, no, they have to move. See, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 and 4 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we live in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Come on, you can't fight the devil with a sword or a glock. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not fleshly, but they're mighty through God. So they're pulling down a stronghold. You don't just have one weapon, you got several weapons. We won't even get to the list today, but you got multiple weapons. You got the name of Jesus. You got the blood of Jesus. You got the word of God. And your praise is a weapon. So don't just praise in the house of God. Learn how to dance at home. Learn how to rejoice at home. We are at war. And one of the things the enemy always tries to do is to get you to leave your seat. And even if he knows you know it's a spiritual battle, he'll try to make you think you're fighting on his level when you're seated above. See, we're not fighting to get the victory. We're fighting from victory. Because Jesus already won the victory. So our fight is enforcing the victory Jesus has already given us. We're not trying to win. The victory has been given us. So we decide this is what we're going to do. We're just going to win. That's, that's all that matters. We're going to win. 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 We need to have as much confidence as that rap song. All I do is win. When I walk in the room, hands go up. Sure, I walk in the room, hands go up too because people praise God and all I do is win. You might say, well, why would people's hands go up when I walk in the room? Because America walked in because you walked in. But when you go, you have to understand, you don't just represent God. You are the representative of God. When you show up, the peace of God shows up. When you show up, the love of God shows up. When you show up, the joy of God shows up. When you show up, the power of God shows up. You walk in the room, things should change. Why? You're there. And God himself lives on the inside of you. And he gave you his authority. He gave you the blood. He gave you the name. And he says, sit down next to me. When you show up, things should change. Demons should get nervous. People should start twitching. Because you showed up. They should recognize you. You have to understand how real this world is. 
that there will be times you walk into certain areas and a random thought hits your head, and you're like, where did that come from? That's not even something you're tempted along the line of. It just seems crazy. Those are just the demons in the area identifying themselves. Because they're used to firing those arrows at everybody else, and they take them, and you happen to walk in. And he's like, no, I don't take that. Whoever you're trying to target, I rebuke you too. You resist. No, there have been times, first and later, I've been places, and the eyes of our spirit open, we see things. I remember one time I was walking with a group of people praying in downtown Austin, Texas. And I won't say exactly where I was, but I saw the spirit lean over the building and looking like, what are you doing here? They know. First lady used to substitute in some of the schools in Austin area. And she'd walk in places, and the demon's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing here? Why? They know who we are. See, the devils know who you are, but the question if you know who you are. They can see you. Bright light, bright light, authority. You look like Jesus. They see it. Imagine Superman with all the power he's got being walked around in chains by a toddler. You think, well, that's crazy. Why is he chained? Why are you chained by Satan? You are a superman because Jesus lives on the inside of you. It says Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That word destroy means to loosen. So all the traps Satan's got, all the bondages, all the chains, Jesus loosened them over 2,000 years. They're loose. So really all you have to do is shake it off. That's deliverance. You shake it off. Come on, you walk with God, Satan tries to bind you, you can shake it off. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Not, excuse me, Mr. Devil, if you leave today, it would be so appreciative. Like, thank you, Mr. Devil. Resist. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, as he is when he acts like one, Walks about seeking whom he may devour, so he can't devour everybody. Whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So understand this. One of the tricks Satan tries to do when he attacks you, he makes you think you're the only one going through. No. There's a lot of people going through what you're going through. Well, he tries to isolate you, make you go, whoa, it's me. No one has ever seen what I went through. There might be 35 other people in your geographical area at that same moment going through the same thing. So what you make a decision to do, if I'm going through, not only am I going to win, I'm going to bless somebody on my way out. You're going through, hey, you're going through some financial, here's a seat, I'm going to bless you. You make a decision, I'm going to win. Because I'm going through, not camping out. So those who walk through the valley of the shadow of death, not build a resort and stay. Because there's some people, they always going through. It's like, dude, why are you going through? Weren't you say, how you doing? I'm going through. Well, weren't you going through last year and the year before and the decade before and the decade before that? You know, when are you coming out? Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Resist. You might say, well, pastor, the devil's not running. Well, you're not resisting. 
or you haven't resisted long enough. Say, so, well, Pastor, how long do I need to resist the devil? One day longer than he's willing to fight. You resist him till he runs. You don't resist for one day and say, well, he didn't last. Well, he didn't leave, so I'm just going to, I guess this is what I have to deal with. I guess it's my cross to bear, my burden to bear. And then you call that disease yours. You know, my diabetes, my sickle cell, well, my generational curse. You start identifying, and that becomes, you know, we've taught a culture to identify your, you know, you identify with your sin. You name yourself after your struggle. You name yourself after Satan's favorite trick to play on you. And you say, well, that's just who I am. That's just, guess, that's my life. That's not resisting. You resist until he runs. You resist until it's no longer an issue. I like what Sister Billy Brim said. You have authority over the devil if you will not cave. You have authority over the devil if you will not cave. He knows if you'll cave. He knows if you'll cave. Because if you only talk faith in church, but you whine by the time you get to East West Connector, he ain't gonna listen to you. Because you can talk big and bad for five minutes, and the dean's like, okay, cool, that's nice, but I'll see you in 10. Or if he knows, oh, you'll stand strong as long as this one situation doesn't happen. What's he gonna do? Cause that situation to happen. Remember, affliction and persecution, pressure. And if he knows, if you do that, you'll get out of your faith, and that's what it calls until you learn how to win in that area. It's a strategy. If you have that one weak chink in your armor, he's going to keep hitting that area. You got Achilles' heel, he's going for that heel. Why would you fight someone head on? If you know they got Achilles' heel, you try to hit the heel. This is war. This is a fight. You must resist the devil. You resist him just like Jesus did. When Satan came to tempt Jesus, he responded, it is written. So you must open your Bible to know what is written. That's why a lot of Christians lose, because they don't know what is written. You know, sadly, some of them quote Christian songs, and a lot of those Christian songs got no Bible in them. Brother West is new to it, and he quotes more scripture than some Christian artists, but that's, no, that's being petty. Excuse me. <laughs> but on that note, you shouldn't quote every Christian song you hear because that doesn't mean it's the word. Well, they sang it, and? Well, it sounded good, and? Well, I felt something. Well, you eat certain meals, you'll feel something else. You got to know what the word says. Because just because a song is emotional doesn't mean it has power. That power from a song comes from the word of God and that person's walk with God. I had a psalmist ask me years ago when I lived in Texas, this, why do certain psalms, songs carry more weight to it? And I said, well, one, it depends on where that person was with their walk with God. They walk in a certain realms of God. And in that, from that place of relationship, they compose that song, and on that song is what they walk with. It comes from their walk with God. There's certain songs, they're old, but they're still anointed. There's certain songs, they're new, and they're still anointed. You know, there's certain songs when you look at, like, Handel's Messiah and what that still inspires into people today. 
And look at how he got that, how he shut himself away with God to get the notes, to get the chorus. He says, I'm hearing the music of heaven. And people would come to his room and bring him food. He'd open the door. They said they would see him in tears. And he would shut the door to go back. It's from your walk with God where the power flows from. That's why certain people can walk in the room and things change when they walk in. Every believer can shift things when they walk in. But what they carry seems weightier while they walk with God. There are levels to walking with God. And the closer and more frequent you walk, the greater of what you carry. The spiritual realm is very real. Every believer has just one angel, has at least one angel. But you keep walking with God and growing your authority and assignment, he'll dispatch as many as needed. I know I have at least two with me all the time. But as you walk with God, he'll give more as needed. And so when you show up, your angelic guard shows up. So that means you're a threat wherever you go. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 5 says, Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things, and now you know that what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he now who lets will let until he'll be taken out of the way. So from this passage to study out, Paul is talking about the end times. And he says the Antichrist cannot be revealed right now until the person who withholds him is taken away. That word withhold means to restrain or to hold back. That word you see in the next verse, letteth, is the same word for withholdeth. So the Antichrist can't reveal himself because there's somebody here that restrains him. There's somebody on this earth that holds him back. But once that person is removed, the Antichrist can show up. So some old time scholars say, oh, that must be the Holy Ghost. No, 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 it can't be the Holy Ghost. He's the agent of salvation. And you read about the tribulation, there are billions of people getting saved. So that means the Holy Ghost is still here because he's getting people saved. So the Holy Ghost didn't leave. But there's somebody that's on this planet that as long as they're here, the Antichrist can't even reveal himself. Look, the body of Christ fights a whole lot of us about a lot of stuff, but if we knew who the Antichrist is, we unified hand to hand real quick. Some people aren't, who aren't that redeemed yet, they said, oh, we'll handle him all right. Let's lock it low. Let's do this. So he can't even reveal himself because somebody's here. It's the body of Christ. See, the thing is, just our existence holds him back because we are the light of this world, the salt of this earth. He can't reveal himself just as we exist. Now, you have to understand, you get to 1 John chapter 4, there are spirits of Antichrist. There's not just the Antichrist. There are spirits of Antichrist. Their job is to prepare the way for the Antichrist to show up. So what are they doing right now? Doing whatever they need to do in culture and governments and et cetera to get the world ready for his appearance. So they go everywhere. That's their mission right now. And they're going into your house, your schools, your community, because that's their mission right now. Unless you resist, unless you restrain, unless you hold them back, they will be in your house teaching your kids. There are doctrines of demons. There are teachings of demons. You say, well, my kids won't listen to the teaching of demons. Well, yeah, if it's on YouTube, they will. If it's got a good beat, they will, and so will you. Unless you resist. So 
So how influential the spirits of Antichrist are in your house, in your neighborhood, in your community, is not based on what God does. Based off of what you do. Will you resist? Will you say no? See, some of you, <laughs> you got to keep your seat. Be like Rosa Parks. Sit your butt down and tell Satan no. No, I'm not getting in the flesh of that. No, you can't do that in my house. No, you can't do that in my family. You know what? No, you can't do that in my neighborhood. You're going to have to deal with me. No. I told that diagnosis. No. I tell that news report. No. Oh, well, this is coming through the community. No. Well, this is going to happen. No. Why? I'm seated at the right hand of God. I say no. And you have to realize about authority is delegated. And based on where you are determines what authority you have. Like, I have limited authority in Australia. Why? I don't live there. As of right now, God has not given me an assignment in that country. And so I can pray about them in general and do things in general, but the authority of that area lies with the body of Christ in Australia. Just like when hurricanes come this way and come through the islands, we can pray and stop it somewhat, but for it to really be stopped would have to be done by the body of Christ that are on those islands. That's why some storms come in and some don't, because the body of Christ in one area said no, and the body of Christ in another area didn't say nothing. You have to be careful as a body of Christ, you don't just repeat what the news people said. Well, it's a Category 5, it's a come this way and spark tornadoes. Oh, there's a Category 5 coming, the tornado's coming. You agreed. You gave it permission. Romans 5, 17 says, those who've received the gift of righteousness and abundance of grace rule or reign as a king in this life. You must rule. You must reign. Do not let Satan cause you to give up your seat and start handling things in the flesh and start whining and complaining. Woe is me. You don't know what I'm going through. And then you start getting in the flesh. You start cussing people out. You start being mean. You do all these other things. You leave your authority and you get into offense and strife. And Satan knows he doesn't to listen to you because you left your seat. You have to say no. You have to resist. You have to withhold. You have to restrain. You have to hold the enemy back. Hold the line. And once you've learned how to hold it, push forward. Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. When is the last time you saw some gates move? It's not hell marching forward. It's you marching in, kicking down the gates and ruling and reigning, snatching people out of the power of darkness and its influence. You push forward. You rule and reign. And this is not a one-time thing. This is not a one-time. Well, I'm going to sit down on Wednesday night. I'm going to rule and reign and never do it again. No. It's daily. It's every day. You start your day giving decrees, 
declaring, making your demands. You cover your family with the blood of Jesus and say, no, you cannot touch them. No weapon formed against my family shall prosper. You cannot kill, still destroy, delay, or defraud where they're concerned. You cannot touch them. You cannot harm them. You cannot harass them. I said no. You have to rule. You have to reign if you want to be effective in these end days. You can't just life, let life happen. Go and happen to life. See, after 1 John 4 talks about these spirits of Antichrist, the Holy Ghost says through John, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Who are the them? The spirits of Antichrist, those demons. Because greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. You're greater by association alone. You've already made greater. You've already been seated higher. See, 1 Corinthians 2, 6 says, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are mature or perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world, talking about demonic powers, that are coming to naught, or heading to zero. Every single day, we get closer to the return of the Lord. We get one day closer to Satan becoming a big, fat zero. Coming to naught. Every day, they are falling. And the thing is, they're just not going to fall after Jesus comes back. If you actually stay in your place of authority, and the church does what it's supposed to do concerning intercession and supplication, they will fall now. That when they begin to fall in the heavens, things start changing on the earth. That there was some power sitting over this area causing it. But you took your authority, and it fell. And then you see on the news, oh, suddenly this politician changed their mind. Uh-huh. Suddenly they found out where the drug ring was and arrested. See, they couldn't see it before because something was hiding them. But when that power fell, they could find them. You have to use your authority. When things are going on, they say, oh, this fugitive is going for the law. No, in the authority of Jesus, he will be found out. Angels, go get him. Oh, someone's been kidnapping here. No, 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 we begin to pray. You lift that person up to God. They ask God to open the eyes of the officers, and you come against any spirits behind it. See, the people aren't the problem. The spirits behind them are. You have to address it. You have to use your authority. You look at everything that's going on in this world. You have this huge explosion of mass shootings. The thing is, you can lock up every gun. You can take away every gun. But if people are inspired by demons, they still get them and still cause mass shootings. You can discuss and debate whatever laws you want. The Republicans, Democrats go back and forth. I don't care about their conversation. Because even if they put the right legislation, that's not enough. I'm not against legislation. I'm saying even if they do it, it's not enough. But if the church says no, it can't happen. Because, see, you don't always see the reports of the things that have been found out before it happened. Those don't, you know, that doesn't sell newspapers. Stuff that's been stopped. All of a sudden, someone just happened to be at the right place at the right time. Something that just happened to be uncovered.
somebody prayed. Someone used their authority. If you don't like what's going on in your neighborhood, say something. Well, go to City Hall, tell the news. I didn't say go to City Hall, say the, tell the news. Sit your butt down. Catch a Rosa Parks anointing. And tell the devil no. You cannot do this. You are not allowed to do this. You cannot mess with my children. You cannot mess with my family. You cannot mess with my money. You cannot mess with my health. No. You use your authority. And so you dare mess with me, I'm coming for you. You dare mess with my congregation, I'm coming for you. You got to know who you are. You're the blood-washed church. Blood-bought, Holy Ghost-filled, Holy Ghost-anointed given the authority of the name of Jesus. You must rule. You must reign. You must stay seated. Don't let the things of life cause you to lose your seat. Don't give up your seat of authority. Understand who you are. Understand he don't like you. He don't play nice, so fight back. And you don't fight by natural means. You fight by the weapons the Holy Ghost gives you. And you rule and reign with your words. So if your mouth is loose, understand loose lips sink ships. If you always run in your mouth, you ain't gonna have any power. You know, even Proverbs says a fool is known by the abundance of his words. But if a fool is quiet, people think he's wise. Proverbs teaches. But if you always run in your mouth about every situation, every problem, every circumstance, just because you made a decree of faith one time, it's not going to stand. Because with your mouth, you've given Satan permission. Watch what you say. Do you really want everything you said to come to pass? What through your words have you given permission for Satan to do? What through your words you've spoken to your children have you given Satan permission to do? What through your words have you given the same permission to do with your money, to do with your health? You must decree the word of God. You must speak what the word says. You must resist the devil till he flees. Do not give up your authority. Do not forget who you are. Remember what God has done through Jesus for you. You say, well, we're going to rule in the millennium kingdom. Yeah, we will. We will rule there. Yeah. But you're not supposed to start there. You're supposed to rule now. Not in the sweet by and by. You'll rule then, but now. Use your authority now. So what you say actually carries weight in the spirit world. Because anytime you speak the word of God, things shift and move whether you can see it or not. As I'm talking right now, there are things changing in the spirit. Things change in the atmosphere. Things in this community that are backing up. People watching online, stuff's changing in your house. You take a seat where you are, it'll change in your area too. 
You have to use your authority daily. You have to take your place in Christ Jesus. And don't forget. Satan will love to bring you down to his level. Love to bring you to a place where you think it's just you and him. Love to make you forget the authority you've been given. But you must use the authority you've been deputized with. You must fight the good fight of faith. You must decide what you want. Are you going to dominate or you be dominated? That's your choice. You must keep your seat and rule and reign on a regular basis. Stop putting up with stuff. Stop taking stuff. Say no. Hey, the old drug campaign, just say no. He's like, well, I don't have anything deep to say. Say no. He's like, oh, I saw the doctor's report. No. I saw my bank account. No. I saw the news report. No. Well, didn't you hear what they said? No. Aren't you afraid? No. Well, they said this would happen. No. 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 Need another translation? Yet. None. Whatever language you want. No. Rule. Reign. Tell Satan no. Not today, nor any day. Today is not your day, tomorrow's not either. Because you're coming to not. You're heading to becoming a big fat zero. And in my book today, you're a zero. Someone else may think you're a million, but I know the truth. You're a zero. You ain't even 100, you're zero. So use your authority. Stop letting the same do stuff in your house. Stop allowing him in. Stop listening to his lies. Keep your seat and rule and reign. Now, normally I would say, well, now's the time to stand to your feet. But some of you need to act on the word. And to remind you that you're seated, stay seated. But first, to remind you, stand up. Catch that Rosa Parks anointing and sit back down. Now, while you're seated, you don't have to be loud because Satan is not deaf. Use your authority and tell him no in these different areas you're fighting with or struggling with. Speak what the word says about your situation, you, your marriage, your family, your children, your grandchildren, your relationships, your job, your finances, your money, where you live, anything concerns you that you're fighting with. Use your authority and decree what you want to happen. It must be based on the word of God. We're not decreeing fantasies, we're decreeing what thus saith the word. So begin to rule right now. Begin to reign right now. Begin to decree. Begin to declare.
watching online at home do the same thing. Some of you may be listening while you're driving. You decree while you're driving. Father, I take my place seated at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all things, you put all things under our feet. You've given us the name and the authority of Jesus. Give me authority within this congregation. And you've given me authority in this 10-mile radius. And I even already claim that 10-mile radius around the Marietta location as well. In the authority of Jesus, I bind the forces of darkness. And the authority of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, I come against you. You will not hold back the people of God. I come against demons that are holding back people's finances. You loose their money now in the name of Jesus. I come against spirits of infirmity, of disease, spirits of cancer. I bind you. You loose those people right now. Whether they're at home, whether they're at this room, whether they're in hospitals, wherever they are, wherever, even on the sound of my voice watching the line, I rebuke you in the authority of Jesus. I come against spirits of depression, spirits of anxiety, spirits of suicide, spirits that cause bipolar disorders. I bind you. You loose these people now in the authority of Jesus. I come against spirits operating through gang leaders. Spirits of theft, spirits of violence, spirits of murder. Spirits of insecurity. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Cease from your maneuvers. Now, Father, I praise you send the right person to minister the word to them in a way they can receive it. I come against spirits influencing the politics of this area speaking lies and deceit to those who sit in political offices. Shut your mouth. Loose their eyes. Loose their mind. Loose their ears in the name of Jesus. Back up. And Father, within this space, I ask you the right person to minister unto them. The room has been made. I pray for every single church in this 10-mile radius. Father, I ask for every single church that you've called, every single church that names the name of Jesus, that you pour out your spirit there, that you move mightily among the congregations, that you meet all their needs, that whatever financial needs these churches have, that you'll meet it. Whatever needs the congregation has, that you meet it. That you'll give every man and woman of God that stands in the pulpits words from the Holy Ghost, grant them a greater door of utterance that they may speak forth the mystery of the gospel as boldly as they are. They may decree and declare what thus saith the Holy Ghost and none of their words will fall to the ground. We pray that as they speak, deliverance happens. The atmosphere has changed, demons flee, and the people of God and the people of this area are liberated and made free. In the authority of Jesus. We come against spirits trying to tear up marriages, spirits of strife, spirits of divorce. Stop it in the name of Jesus. 
stop right now. Not one more word from you. You leave my people alone. And because I have authority in this area, you leave this area alone. Flee now in the name of Jesus. You flee from the people who are watching online and watching that replay in the name of Jesus. We come against spirits, lying spirits, speaking lies and untruths and inferiority people, making them think they're less than who they are. Shut your mouth in the name of Jesus. We come against spirits behind sex trafficking. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We command every single person in that industry to be found out in the name of Jesus. Make it uncover. Uncover it, Father. Uncover it all. And the authority of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We bind you in the name of Jesus. Nope. Darkness will not accelerate tomorrow. Okay, what the witches and the warlock do? Every spirit, you're subject to the name of Jesus. You will not rule. You will not reign in this area. This area, this 10-mile radius is a breeding ground for revival, for awakening, and for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. You cannot hold it back. The will of God shall be done. We cover this area with the blood of Jesus. And every area, you called us to open up locations. We call those doors open. We call those resources in. We call those buildings in. We call the favor in. We call the space made for do what you call us to do. Yes, in the natural and the spirit. In the authority of Jesus. See, this is much what you must do every single day. It doesn't take long. Sit down and rule. Sit down and reign. Now, you don't have to physically be seated, but it's a good reminder to remind you that you're seated. You start with your life and your family. Then you speak some things you know about surrounding community. Then you begin to listen to your spirit. And through your spirit, a small inside voice, an inner knowing, you know what else you need to say. Like what I was saying in there, I didn't plan to say any of those things. I listened. And I began to say, you can rule and reign the same way. You must rule, rule and reign in the same way. Then take some time and pray in the Holy Ghost and pray in other tongues. And God will direct you from there. Stand to your feet. Out of time. Hallelujah to Jesus. Go ahead and lift your hands and thank God for the authority of the believer. The authority he has given you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. You must understand, says the Spirit of God. This is not something you have to take casually. It's something you must do. This is not something you do on Sunday. This is every day. And the more you use your authority, and the more you yield to me, the greater authority you'll be granted.
The more you use your authority, the more you listen to me, the more you walk with me, the more things I will respond to your voice. For some of you, this is new. Some of you, it's a reminder. Wherever you are on the path, get on the path. Walk further the path. For you must use this authority for my will to come to pass in the earth. You must use your authority. You must use the name of Jesus. You must decree and declare. You must resist the enemy. Do not let them push you back. I hope you enjoyed today's message. Thank you once again for tuning in today. You know, if you enjoyed the message, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel, download our Faith Christian Center Georgia app, as well as follow us on social media. And if you want to partner with us as a ministry, you can text FCCJ to 73256. That's FCCJ to 73256. And you can give financially to support this ministry and what we do here in the metro Atlanta area as well as all around the world. Once again, thank you for tuning in today, and I'll see you next time.